All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. Wednesday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Big thanks again to Nathan Dempsey for uh, giving us an hour of his time. Of course, the uh, campus director at Vimy uh, Hockey Academy, an uh, inspiring guy, a uh, really fun guy. <laughs> He's telling me during the break, old Struddy, God, he's a beauty. Struddy says, hey, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you never had good balance. (laughs) Oh, my God. So funny. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's all good. But, hey, you know what? Talked a big game, but he had a small game on uh, on the basketball court, old uh, Struddy. Uh, The Gregor Show is always presented by our title sponsor, Play Alberta. .ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the province. I'm going to get that uh, yellowhead to be a freeway one day. PlayAlberta.ca. Let's go to our uh, NHL report now brought to you by Action Electrical, where you can take actions on your savings right now because, hey, you only have a few weeks left because at the end of February, the $5,600 grant from the federal government, it's gone. It evaporates. You're never going to get it back. It's like you just wasted 5600 bucks because if you're going to get your solar done this summer, get it ordered in now at actionelectrical.net. Otherwise, you don't save the 5600 Actionelectrical.net. As uh, from the uh, NHL Network, Stanley Cup winner, also uh, ace analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Rupp. Joins us again as he always does every Wednesday. Rupper, how you doing? 
I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm great. I uh, just had a really inspiring uh, interview with Nathan Dempsey, of course, uh, diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's in 2010 and has uh, you know, gotten out talking about it openly, so it was awesome. But uh, uh, there is lots to discuss here. I guess uh, how excited are you, the big, uh, you know, the, the back-to-back uh, outdoor games here? It's going to be uh, quite the few days. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I saw that report that kind of came out today that I think Bill Daly got interviewed, said they're expecting 140,000 people through the two days going through kind of MetLife Stadium and, and right there. So um, that it's going to be big. It's big for the area. Um, it's great. I mean, I I played for freaking every team in that division, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, be, I'm being represented by a few of those teams in there. But, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm actually not working it, so I'm, I'm very happy about that so I can kind of enjoy – the whole weekend because just like anywhere else right like it's it's cool seeing hockey grow in areas and i still think there's room to grow in in metro new york so this is awesome right outside the city there um medlife stadium to have the flyers come right up the turnpike and then obviously uh going against the devils and then uh rangers islanders on sunday i think it's going to be an awesome weekend you look at those teams and and the rangers we kind of know who they are but what about the other three like Islanders, Devils, Flyers, you know, who do you like, you know, when, when it's all said and done, that's going to be left standing. And do you know, like, are you, are you confident about any one of these teams? Oh man. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I'm not even overly confident with the Rangers. I mean, the <laughs> Rangers are, are a team that um, they, they have some stretches where they don't look like, uh, a powerhouse team but I mean you could say that about a lot of teams over the course of 82 games but they're built very well I think they're going to tweak their lineup a little bit Igor Shosturkin starting to play better um, so I think that they'll be a, a team that can certainly contend in the east but when you're talking about the other teams in there I mean there's a lot of what ifs I mean I still don't firmly believe in the New York Islanders like I just don't I mean, they'd have to have a lot of help, I believe, with teams kind of falling off down the stretch here and them find their game um, to get in the playoffs. Um, Philly's been an awesome story all year. And, yeah. and I love the future of this team. But I also sit there and think, I mean, we, we talk a lot about Calgary and the pending UFAs and the guys they have and what they're going to do, and they're playing well right now also. Um, but the Flyers are one where they've got some resources there, sorry, some assets there that they can they can move on from. And but it would certainly hurt them right now, and they're sitting in the third spot in the metro. So I'm, I'm really intrigued at what Danny Briere does does there. And then New Jersey, um, getting Jack Hughes back is huge. Uh, totally different team without him or with and without him. Yeah, uh, they're goaltender away though. Like they need a goaltender and probably a, a defenseman. Um, but if they can find a way to to land a, a a goalie there, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to play that team in the playoffs. But uh, they got some work to do. But I I, I think they get in. I think. Of those teams, they get in. I, I still have this hunch that the Flyers come down to earth a little bit and might be going down the last couple games of the season to see if they get in the playoffs or not. Uh, Patrick Raw, one of the suicides today in practice, uh, Rupper. How, how do you feel that goes over? For, is that a good thing? What, what do you make of the uh, you know, kind of the, you know, the, the the bag skate slash suicide skate? Um, demoralizing. <laughs> you know, like, anytime you have a coach that kind of brings you back to what you did, is whether it's youth hockey or, you know, high school hockey, junior hockey, it almost feels like, hey, this is the National Hockey League, but I think that's part of the point, right? Like, let's humble everybody a little bit here. And, you know, you want to get a good little punishment skate in, but 
And we were talking about doing that or, I mean, I don't know. I, we all had our names of our drills. We used to do ladders all the time. Like, it's just mind-numbing. Like, you feel like we're beyond that. But I think that's, again, to the point. you, you got to get back to the basics here. But, um, you know, I just – I think already with Patrick Water, there was the infused energy that he brings. And, and I think you saw a little bit better as far as their tenacity on the ice. But at the end of the day, like – He's still pretty new there, and to already be at this state and this point, like I, I just don't think this team's going to be able to find their way and, and win consistently to get into the playoffs. Mike Rob joins us on uh, Sports fourteen forty. Uh, Connor McDavid six points last night. Uh, first time in his career to have six assists. First time to have six five on five points. First time to be a a plus six on the same night that Anze Kopitar was dash six. We'll get to that in a second, uh, Mike. But you look at McDavid and uh, you look at the scoring race. Rupper. He was 22 points back of Nathan McKinnon on January 24th. He's gained 12 points on McKinnon alone here in the last 10 days. Or last, uh, I guess that should be uh, three weeks. There was obviously a bye week in between there. And uh, he's 13 back of Kucherov, but he has five games in hand on both. How how confident are you? Do you think that McDavid wins his fourth consecutive Art Ross? Can he track down those two, uh, you know, who are really good players in their own right in Kucherov and McKinnon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely he can. Um, I think he does. And, you know, it's funny because yesterday I was on NHL Network and, you know, the producers are great. I love them, but they love to, like, they love to give it to you, right? They have these things that pop up on the screen on TV and, and, and you know, when they deem something that I say is a hot take, they this flame comes across the bottom of the screen hot. I'm like, get that out of here. Like, I thought about the hot takes all the time, whatever. So, anyways, they're in my head because yesterday we're talking about it. We're talking about... Uh, you know, McKinnon and and Kucherov, and we're kind of looking at the Art Ross race here. And I was sitting there yesterday, and I was on the tip of my tongue. I was getting ready to interrupt and be like, hey, hold on, look at that board. Connor McDavid's winning this. And I didn't do it, man. I'm regretting it today because yeah. that performance last night. But, no, he, he certainly can. I think he does, and, and he will. Um, you know, when you talk about, I mean, I thought this all year, even when they had that bad start, like you can't rule him out. I mean, yeah. off the top of my head, what he didn't he win their rock by like 30 points last year, more than 30 points. So like, I'd like to think that like, that's your pad. You better get, you better spot yourself 30 points on Connor. If you think you're going to beat him. And, and no one was really able to do that. Um, so here we go. I mean, it's down the stretch and we know this Oilers team, and Connor, over the last number of years, they play their best hockey uh, the later stages of the season. So, yeah, I, I think he does do it, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah, it's, it, I was crunching the numbers. Uh, his March and April have been his most productive months. I don't include May because it was only ever one time, but in May he was uh, that was technically his most productive month. But you know, he, he has talked about it lots that he prefers to play more frequently. Right? And this is a guy who, who prides himself. He's always the best conditioned guy on the team. And I don't know if he's the best in the NHL, but he's probably right up there as far as conditioning goes. Rupert, did you ever find, were there guys like, not that, like their better shape wasn't that they had more gas in the tank. It just means when some guys maybe faltered or got fatigued, they didn't. Right? Did, did you ever play with guys like that who just got better as the season went along because they'd started with maybe much more conditioning in the tank? Um. You know, and no one like that jumps out like Connor, I would say. But, um, you know, I, I know the one thing is just from looking over the course of my career, I remember coming to the training camp and, and times change where the hockey player, I mean, hockey players have always had a unique build, right? Like we've always had that 
that big base, not really large upper bodies. Um, you know, we're, we're built like hockey players. And I remember coming into camp sometimes, and you could see guys coming in and just, man, some guys look like, oh, man, he put in some work. Like, he put on whatever amount of weight, of muscle weight. Uh, guys would come in, and, and they look like they were exceptionally stronger. And then as the season went on, and then you would get into playoff runs. I remember looking at, like, pictures of, like, guys in camp to probably playoffs, how depleted your body is. And so I find it really interesting how players are able to maintain. I think we've gotten a new place now with in-season kind of you know, body maintenance, conditioning even, off-ice, and, and things that you do that will kind of keep you there. But uh, what he does is, is impressive, and I almost think to myself that, I play with Marty Berdour, who played a boatload of games. We're never going to see a goalie play that. And it was, it was, actually, pretty, it was actually pretty funny because we were talking about Marc-Andre Fleury the other day and how he got to 1,000 goalie games. And we started looking at players now or goaltenders now and who are those guys that would be potentially have a chance at 1,000. And Connor Hellebuck was one that popped up and then under that Tulesky. I, I don't think it's doable. Like those guys would literally have to play 60 games for the next uh, 10 seasons, you know what I mean, to get to do what Flowers do. And then you go to Marty Verdor, and it's, it's Marty's even further beyond everybody. Marty was at 1,200-some <laughs> games. Great. So my point, my point in all this is when you play a lot, and when we see pitchers in baseball, this is a, a lost art. When you log a bunch of innings, you can log a bunch of innings. Mm-hmm. When Connor plays a ton, Connor can play a ton, and he can play it at an elite level. Like I played with Ryan Studer, who played a boatload of minutes on the back end, but he would coast, not not coast. I bet it makes it sound like he's not playing well. Yeah, he he would pick his spots. Connor McDavid doesn't pick his spots. That guy goes, and yeah. I find it really impressive. I almost compare it to like a a young Alex Ovechkin. Looks different, but Obi played minutes and he played a hard game, and it prepared you to be able to do that over the course of '82. And uh, yeah, what he's doing is is certainly impressive. And um, yeah, he doesn't seem to tinker out. He lasts longer than everybody else. Speaking of Ovechkin, Mike Rupp joins us. Uh, six goals in six games, Rupper. He's like the Undertaker. He sat up in the coffin and he's coming back. <laughs> they should do that every time he scores a goal. Just get the toll, the bell toll. Yes. Everybody go. Yeah, I know. He. Uh, you know, I was looking at it. Um, so I was digging into like his shot charts and where he is on the ice and over the last three seasons, and. You know, this player tracking stuff, I'm starting to get into it a little bit on NHL.com. So they got, like, the, the edge. And some of it's, like, kind of confusing, but some of it's pretty good to digest. And I'm learning more about it. But I was like, okay, well, what's, what's different this year with Obi? Like, and again, we've been asking that all year. I've done a million interviews. What's different? And what I found from his shot attempts, shot volume, and, uh, you know, his goals, is we know the Obi, Obi's office is, is, is just that. Like, that's where he's going to get his lion's share every single season. And, and it's still the point right now. But I, I did a breakdown a couple weeks ago of that other area where you kind of get below the dots, outside the dots. So that was deemed at one time a bad angle shot. It would be for Mike Rupp, but it's not for Leon Dreisaitl on his one-time side. And it's not for David Poshnok on that other side. And I started thinking, like, and I looked at Obi would have the last two years when he scored 42 and 50 – he was shooting a lot more from that area. Well, this year, he's moving back. So he's always office and back. So he's almost like top of the circle, almost out towards the blue line. And when you're moving out, I think that the, there was, there was not, he, he's lacking confidence. The puck's not dropping. But moving away 
is not the right way of right. hiring your, your percentage of shooting, right? Like, so moving down, the areas in front of the net, he's almost abandoned that for the first, you know, whatever, 40 games of the season. He, he, his slot shots and chances and just being there were night and day than what they were the last two years. Over mm-hmm. the past, you know, six games, he, he's scoring in other areas. And he's going to those areas. And it sounds very simple, but, I mean, it seems to me like that's that's been something he's been paying attention to. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Uh, Rupert, great stuff as always, man. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, have some fun uh, being his fan. And uh, we will chat with you next Wednesday. Awesome, Greg. Enjoy, buddy. There you go. That's uh, Mike Rupp joins us every Wednesday here on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, coming up, uh, we got uh, Mark Spector joining us uh, a little bit later on, uh, Paul Sir. And uh, up next, the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Elks, G. Roy Simon, to the Elks after years, arguably decades looking. Have they found a kick returner? Well, if you base it on last year, I think they have. He was the best kick returner available, and they got him. Talk about that and more next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 424, welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440 Orders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. As always, thanks for listening and watching and uh, contributing. Text lines busy, 833-401-1440 in our E-Well inbox. So uh, we always appreciate uh, that. A lot of real positive comments today for uh, the interview we had with uh, Nathan Dempsey. If you missed it. I uh, highly recommend you uh, check it out at uh, jasongregor.com or anywhere where you uh, get your podcast. Uh, you can hear that in the uh, second hour today. Uh, let's go in the room now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Uh, they want a big, uh, big congratulations to uh, Devo McCune, who they sponsor, who uh, qualified and made the uh, Canadian Olympic team. And now he is uh, looking to qualify to make the Olympics uh, on the World Cup Tour right now. We're actually going to... Have a have an update from him after he races on a few of the European tracks here in the next few months. So should be a lot of fun. Nextgentransportation.com. And uh, CFL free agency uh, began. Um, it was busy in a lot of places. Uh, the Edmonton Elks, not overly busy. I guess uh, Boris Beattie would have been the first one, but uh, that was kind of before the official date. But uh, they went out and signed the best kick returner available, uh, Javon Leak, who had four touchdown uh, returns. Uh, last season on special teams, uh, hey, that's a playmaker. And uh, they're hoping that uh, he brings that to Edmonton. And uh, we're joined by the uh, assistant GM of the uh, Elks, uh, G. Roy Simon, joins us once again. And uh, G. Roy, for, from an outsider perspective, it's pretty easy to say, hey, we got the best returner. There's no question. Now the key is how do you ensure that you, you have the personnel in front of him to let him use that ability on the returns? Well, you know, we we felt that you know um, we had we had a very good special teams unit last year, um, and you know CJ Sims did a good job, but you know there were there were times where there were open windows and he just couldn't he just couldn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting Javon Leak, you know, arguably the best returner in the league over the last number of years is is a guy that we feel that he can he can not only get to those big runs but he can also finish them. Yeah, well, he just has a little bit more breakaway speed. Is that fair? Well, he's just bigger. He's stronger, and yeah, he's you know they're they're both fast, but you know there's 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 clock speed, and then there's game day speed. He, he definitely has game day speed. <laughs> I like that. Uh, do you also expect to use him maybe a little bit on, on offense? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I've known I know about Javon for for quite a number of years. You know, he's from the University of Maryland, same school that I went to. So, obviously, keep an eye on on guys that come through their program. 
And, you know, he, he's in, when I originally saw him, he, he was a running back. Um, and, you know, I thought that I would have a chance to get him when I was with the BC Lions and he had got released from the Miami Dolphins. But um, I had since come to Edmonton and then he, he went to the Detroit Lions. So I didn't have that opportunity. Then he went to the, to the Argos. So um, didn't didn't have a chance to get him. But, you know, when, when he finally became a free agency, um, he was our number one target. And we went out and, and made sure we got him. So there's lots of people wondering, you know, there's still lots of guys unsigned, right? Uh, it's not like free agency is over at all, G. Roy. Are you expecting to, to have a few more? Like, obviously, you're probably searching for a few other players at this point, or are you done? Where would you feel you guys are at? I don't think, I don't think you're ever finished, especially with injuries and the way football is. You're never finished with with free agency. It, it kind of keeps on, keeps going and going. But um, the initial the initial wave of free agency, where yeah, we are finished with the big name, you know, big big name, big money guys. But there are some guys out there that that we're still um, kicking the tires on, getting our information and 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 making sure these guys are going to be fit for us. Um, now it's going to come down to um, guys who aren't you know the highest paid guys, but these are guys that are their core guys on your team that are going to fill a role and 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 and, and be those those core guys for you and you know free agency a lot of t- you don't win if you're the big spender i mean we can go through the history of the cfl and free agency it, you know it's it's rarely where you build a championship team by uh over just outbidding everybody right uh you, you talk about maybe the some more value signings right uh you know there's a little bit of contract negotiation but there's lots of really quality players still left out there is if i look at like you know linebacker do you see any positions you'd like to fill well, yeah, we. I mean, we we know all about you know going out and outbidding people. We've done that the last two years, and and you know it was beneficial for us, but it you know it didn't result in wins. Those guys that that are the core guys, you know the 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 linebackers that you know they come in in packages and they play teams for us, or the backup running back, or the backup the sixth offensive lineman. Those are those are the type guys that 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 we're kind of in search of now. Guys who, like I said, going to be core guys for us. They're going to be. They're going to feel. They're going to a spot for us if, if there's an injury, but then they can also do a number of different things. Those are the those are the type of guys that you that you find in, in in the in the second wave of free agency, and those are the guys we'll continue to look for. When you're looking for linebackers, uh, G. Roy, for you personally, what do you feel is the most important attribute to have to be a successful linebacker in the CFL? Now, obviously, I know middle linebacker is a little bit different to, to you know to the outside guys, but uh, you know, if, if just looking across the board, do you, do you find there's a certain trait that you're going to need in any linebacker, regardless of position? Well, one tackling and and, and being able to cover a uh, uh, cover space. Um, cover ground. You know, you have to be able to run. You have to be able to get guys down. Uh, you got to be able to tackle in space. Those are the those are the main characteristics. And then it comes down to toughness and leadership and thing, and all those different uh, qualities. But you know, I would say the main thing is tackling and tackling in open in, in open space and being able to to cover ground. G. Roy Simon joins us. Uh, G. Roy, you know, you made a big buzz when uh, you, you guys signed uh, Bethel Thompson as the quarterback, and you know, a lot of fans are wanting like. Where does that leave Trey Ford? Uh, do, do you feel like is this going to be like a, a real open uh, battle for it? Is it is the veteran guy where Trey, For- Trey Ford's a young guy is highly dynamic, but there's still lots for him to learn at that position? Yeah, I mean, you know, Trey Trey's in his third year as a professional. He's you know he's a U sport quarterback that that has some you know he has a lot of tools and a lot of a lot of God given ability. Now it's time to put all those to bring all those things together and and you know become a uh, uh, a polished pro. 
Um, McLeod is going to come in as our starter, but um, Trey is definitely going to have an opportunity to get on the field and, 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 and you know, use that ability to, you know, to offset defenses and, and, and team schemes. So um, we have a plan, even though we went out and, and we made we made it a priority to get to sign McLeod. Uh, we still had a plan for Trey, and, and, and that hasn't changed. We feel we feel good about our quarterback room. Um, there are some there are some spots that we need to we need to figure out um, after McLeod and Trey, but um, we you know we feel good about where we're at right now in the quarterback room. What would you be looking for in a number three quarterback? There's there's a number of different things you know the the guys that we have that we have you know Todd Santillo he's a guy who's who's been very accurate he's he's you know he's had great success in a number of different places um, you know Malik Malik Henry is a guy that that you know he's he's got a bad rap but he's he's highly talented. Um, uh, Montez is, is is a guy from Colorado. He's big. He's strong. He's physical. He can he can quarterback sneak. He can run the ball, and he can also throw it. So you know, Jared Day. He's a you know he's basically a coach on the field. Um, so we we have we have a number of different characteristics in our quarterback room, and it's just going to be a matter of who who's going to uh, fill all the different roles that that we're looking for and, and and help us you know become the best we can be. Do you write? The conversation, uh, did you have it to Chris Jones? Who had the conversation with Trey Ford? Because I'm sure as a guy who finished last year as your starter, he's like, okay, I'm naturally going to be the starter again next year. How would that conversation go to say, you know what, it, it might be one step back before you go a few steps forward? Well, both Coach and, and myself has, have both talked to Trey, and, and we, you know, not that we had to run anything by him, but, you know, we kept him, uh, we kept him in the loop when, when we signed McLeod and, and let him know that we still have a plan for him. Um, Trey is a reasonable, he's a reasonable person and, and, and player, so he understands that, you know, he has some growing to do, but again, we, we, we feel very confident in, in his ability. Um, we just got to take that ability to the next level, and, and like I said, he's, he's been very, uh, reasonable about the situation and, and, and willing to learn and, and, and grow from this. You mentioned how you know free agency it didn't pan out. You didn't get the results you would like in the past. Um, you you look kind of at this season for your team. It's it's utterly important to take steps forward and become a more competitive team on the field. It's going to help uh, in the crowd. We understand all of that, G. Roy. But you know you had a pretty young team last year, specifically in the secondary, specifically on defense. Um, how much better realistically do you think your club can be this year? Well, I think we'll be markedly better. I, you know, getting you know quarterback is is the start of is the start of it, and you know we we feel we have a quality quarterback, probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league uh, over the last couple of years. Now he wasn't in our league last year, but um, you know when he was here, his he, he led his team to a great cup and, and a great cup win. Um, so we look for you know those same type of results. Not not saying that we're going to win it, but you know I, I think we have a good chance. Um, you know we were. We were in a lot of games, but you know, our youth showed, and our youth showed through in, in a lot of games. But now having a year, uh, a guys having guys who are a year older, um, they have the experience. They you know they know what it takes now to um, not only play the game, but you know to come out on top. Um, I think that you know we're we're going to be. I, I'll, I'll say we'll make we'll make noise this year and and, and be be a lot better this year. I, I'm not going to put a number on it, but I I, I say we will. We'll, we'll be a lot better and obviously you, you want to be better what is it that you're most confident like outside of the quarterback position uh, what are you most confident in your team that you're going to improve 
Well, our, our entire offensive line is back um, from from last year. You know, all the, all of our starters. Uh, we still have Kevin Brown, who's probably one of the better running backs in the league. We'll, we have Geno Lewis, who who hopefully he'll stay healthy for for the entire year. We look for Dylan Mitchell to to step up and and uh, and and take strides that, that we we thought he was going to take last year with you know having having a true proven quarterback. Um, so with with that, you know, we'll be able to stay on the field longer. We'll, we'll be able to sustain. Drives and, and drives and and we'll make you know smarter decisions at the quarterback position. So I I think that you know um, our offense being better that helps that helps the entirety of the team. And then you know we have the special teams. Um, you know we felt our special teams was very good. And now that we have a, re, a legit returner, um, you know we feel that you know field position will will, will definitely be. Um, Will, will definitely be, you know, in, in our favor with, with Javon Leak and, and, you know, uh, Jake Julian will be a year, a year, uh, older. So, you know, with that experience, I, I, I really think all, all, all together, our, our team is in a better spot. And, and, and like I said, I, I feel real confident going into 2024. G Roy, we appreciate your time. Uh, continued success and, uh, best of luck finding uh, a few other core guys here in the free agent market the next few weeks. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. That's uh, G. Roy Simon, uh, assistant GM of the Elks. So uh, don't be surprised. Uh, some linebackers, uh, depth offensive linemen, and uh, a few other. You know, don't be surprised to see another uh, D lineman uh, signed by the Elks here in the in the coming days. Uh, the other uh, news and note about the CFL. Um, I would say there's in, in talking to people around the league. I, I think there's been a significant kind of change in direction on the 10th franchise as much as they would love to have it in Halifax there's, there's no facility there but Quebec City I, I think the league is realizing the importance and the need for a 10th team I think you have a market that would clearly embrace it that has shown like you look how they they support McGill it's amazing I think if you know I, I really believe there's a strong focus from the league, and I think a tenth team. Um, I'm not talking like a decade. Obviously, we've heard about uh, the East Coast team for what, like ten years, and haven't seen any actual improvement in that because there's no facility built. There's no. There's nothing in the ground. There's no shovels. There's nothing. All it is is talk. But Quebec, that makes legit sense. And Quebec City, I wouldn't be surprised, Connor Halley, if you uh, have a tenth team sooner than later. I hope so. You know, just a little more balance in the league. Hopefully the the talent could extend. You're going to find a ton of great football players out there to play for sure. We see that every year with the amount of players that are cut, Gregor. Uh, do they have a, a stadium there? Would it be the, yeah, yeah. the college stadium they'd use? Yeah, you could use that. Um, you know, you'd probably expand a little bit. But there's just all the foundation is there. And, and the other thing is you look with them moving the season up a few weeks. If you have a 10th team, well, now you eliminate. You don't need three buys. Right. So now you're seeing because the people that wanted to end a little bit earlier in November, they're not going to start any earlier. But now you take out bye week. Well, that shortens the season. And uh, I think it can make it even better. Where the CFL begins now, I I see no reason to start any earlier, to be honest. I see zero reason to do that. But you get a 10th team. Now you eliminate the bye week. So that makes a, a big, big difference. Let's get to a quick break. We'll come back. We've got the uh, ski report, five questions and more on a busy Wednesday edition of the Jason Greger show. Orders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. And of course, live right here on Sports 1440 presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 
Welcome back. And of course, I meant Laval, not McGill, of course, for uh, Quebec City. So uh, my bad on that one. Terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, Before we get to five questions, let's get to the ski report brought to you by Snow Valley. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your Valentine's Day Ski Report for Wednesday, February 14th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Make the ski slopes your perfect date night for this Valentine's Day. Marmot Basin, caring, thoughtful runs with one centimeter overnight, and the Eagle Nest and Trey Hombres areas are now open. Down in beautiful Banff, warm, loving snow has been falling at Sunshine Village with 14 centimeters in the past week, while the sweet resort next door, Norquay, has had 13 centimeters in the last seven days. Lake Louise, five centimeters in the last two days. And further south, Nakiska, six centimeters in the last 24 hours, while the rugged and emotional Castle Mountain Resort, 17 centimeters in the last day. Over into BC, Kicking Horse, opening its heart to you with six centimeters in the past couple days, while Revelstoke, declaring its love with six centimeters in the past two days. Fernie, nine over the past 48 hours. Kimberly's piled up five centimeters in the past couple days, and in Panorama, the love language they're speaking is written in snow as they received four centimeters in the past two days. All the local Edmonton Hills are in full daily operation and want you to know they really do care because they are your one true love. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Real romantic. uh... (laughs) Brown and Douglas today. He put those all in himself, actually. Oh, that's amazing. I like it. like it a lot. So... Who knew? Who knew? Let's get to uh, five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And uh, a final few days left. They've got the uh, friends and family sale going on right now. You can get the 60% off. Uh, 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 when you buy the uh, matching love seater chair, you can get uh, 40% off mattresses. Man, it is a steal of a deal. So stop in right now, but only through until Friday at The Brick and TheBrick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one. I think you've asked a couple of guests on the show today, but will McDavid track down Kucherov and or Nathan McKinnon in the scoring race this year? Well, the race is uh, is a lot tighter. I, I can't believe that he's gained uh, 12 points on McKinnon in such a short period of time. But obviously, one six-game uh will do that for you. Now, McKinnon's uh, easily capable. Like, I, I was looking up the history, man, to track down. Like, if he does it, it'll be amazing. Because if, if you look at the... It's only ever happened three times where somebody overcame a 20-point deficit to win the uh, scoring title. Once uh, was Henrik Sedin, but that's when uh, Sidney Crosby was leading by uh, 20 points. And then Crosby, of course, got injured on January 5th and didn't play the rest of the year. Now, if Crosby plays the rest of the year, does he win? Probably not. Um, you had uh, one year, Mary Lemieux caught Wayne Gretzky. He was 23 points back. Gretzky missed 16 games. Gretzky finished the season at 2.33 points per game. Lemieux was 2.18. If Gretzky doesn't miss those games, does he catch him? Probably not. Peter Forsberg, 32-point deficit in uh, 2002-2003. Now, uh, Merrill Lemieux didn't get that banged up. He was aging. He'd come off battling cancer and lymphoma. like, And, and he did miss uh, some time. But Forsberg did squeak out a higher points per game. Albeit playing way more games. So, you know, every time you've had a big comeback like that, there was an injury involved. If Kucherov and McKinnon aren't injured and McDavid tracks them down at where he was trailing at that point in the season, 22 points on July, uh, January 21st, a fourth, it'd be amazing. And I think he's very 
it's very possible he can do it. A, he's got five games in hand, so that helps. But B, he plays better and produces more the more he plays. All you got to do is look at his March and April totals in his career. Averaging uh, 1.6 points per game and higher in both of those months. No other month. Uh, the next closest is October at 1.52. So, yeah, I think he's going to do it. Yeah, I mean, you gave all the reasons right there. I'll just say just don't doubt Connor McDavid. So, yes, I think he will catch them. Uh, if Nugent Hopkins can get going a little bit more too, start putting the puck in the back of the net, that's only going to help him out there. And I, I think he's just he's so good, he's so motivated, and they still got space to move up in the standings, which is the ultimate motivator. So I think he will. Uh, question number two, Gregor. Patty Kane scored a goal last night. He's American. In your opinion, who are the three greatest American NHLers of all time? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, well, I, w- I would put Patrick Kane. Uh, he might be one on my list, honestly. Um, like you look at his numbers, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna pa- surpass Medano. Uh, now he did play in a little bit more of an offensive era, so that that factors in. But man, he was he was money in the playoffs. Um, Chris Chelios would have to be on that list for me, and. Right now, it's uh, it's Brett Hall, but uh, when it's all said and done, I won't be shocked if Austin Matthews passes him. Good list. Uh, Brett Hall, born in Ontario, right? Yeah. But American always. Yeah, he's an American for, guy. Uh, okay. Yeah, where you're born, to me, that's like somebody, hey, I was born in uh, in Grand Cache, Alberta. <laughs> I lived there for months. Does that mean I'm from Grand Cache? No. I'm going to say Mike Madano, Patrick Kane. And I'm going to give Phil Housley some love. I'll put up a lot of points on the blue line. So I'll throw him in there for rounding on my top three. And I'm holding Brett Hall out for that technicality. And Chelios. You're taking Housley over Chelios. Uh, Chelios was good too, but you know me. I like the points. I like the points. Uh, question number three for you. We know that Morgan Riley's appealing the suspension. <laughs> what do you think comes of this? Well, first of all, are they going to even hear the appeal before the, the suspension's over? <laughs> Right, because that—that's the biggest farce of their whole appeal process. The one—if they're going to have an appeal process, then you're allowed to keep playing until the appeal process is heard. How many times have we seen guys appeal? By the time it gets hurt, oh, guess what? The suspension's over anyway. It's, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing, but um, I don't—I uh, don't see much changing. Yeah, I mean, I hope they add a game just for uh, wasting their time. They made the decision. I don't know what's gonna, you know, why you would change it or shorten it. So. I hope they uh, set a new precedent and add a game, and then we just have the Leafs fans going absolutely crazy. (laughs) Uh, Question number four, the Scotties gets going this weekend. Uh, Any pick for you to to win it all here? You go ahead, buddy. Well, is it a huge bonus? Or uh, not Homer, is am I supposed to take Team Alberta? I think uh, Team Canada is always going to be a bit of uh, an easy pick, but yeah, I'll go with the the Alberta ring to get it done out of the Savile Community Sports Centre. Ooh, you know what? It is honestly, it's tough, man. There is, there's a lot of really good teams. I'm Team Canada is kind of too obvious. Uh, um, I guess for nostalgia's sake, as uh, she's going to retire after. What about uh, Jones? Maybe I'll go with her one last hurrah. Coached by Glenn Howard too. Mm-hmm. That counter, good pick there. Yeah. And a final question for you. Since it is Valentine's Day, I didn't know what to ask you. Song, chocolate, but we're going to go with movies. What is your favorite romantic movie of all time? Oh, um, it's probably Love Actually, I think. 
Um, trying to think of like anything else that that I as a, as a romantic movie that I'm like, oh my god, I loved it. Um, yeah, so I probably have to go with uh, with with Love Actually. I can't. I don't. I haven't. I'm going to think of any other ones, to be honest. You like, um, I, although you know what? No, I guess for pure romance, the Notebook was good. I have to admit, if if you like that genre, then uh, I have to go with that. You? Yeah, I definitely don't like that genre, so I can't say that I have too many. But I did just Google romantic movies, and Wedding Crashers came up. So I know Vince Vaughn does fall ah, in love at the end of that movie. That can't be a romantic movie. Oh, my It's God, also in the awesome. for you category. So oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? Uh, hey, Vince Vaughn, he, he's a player. He, he falls in love at the wedding. Uh, takes, uh, what's his name? The other guy in it. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Thank you, mm-hmm. Declan or Donovan, whoever that was. Uh, Owen Wilson, you know, takes a while to come around. Obviously, Bradley Cooper's kind of the, the jerk in the movie that has to, you know, uh, it, it, if it's going to be a romantic movie, a romantic comedy, I'll take Wedding Crashers. But oh. there aren't too many for me. No, well, there's, there's, you know what? Well, it all depends. Like, you go really romantic, right? Like, you pro- well, probably a little bit before your time. I'm guessing you've never seen Ghost, right? Um, how many people tried to do the pottery scene in their life once? <laughs> Is that Swayze? Utterly failed. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with Swayze. Um, now, a sports one, you could go the love and basketball, right? Um, if you wanted to go that. Uh, uh, Dirty Dancing, would that qualify? Probably. Um, I'm trying to think of other romantic movies now that I've uh, you've unlocked. Like, like, I'm sorry, Pretty Woman's not a romantic movie. Okay, I can't buy it. Okay, I can't do it. Uh, I know Sean Brown's favorite is uh, Brokeback Mountain. So uh, that would be up there for Brownie. Big fan. Big, That's his you, favorite movie. I know. It's his favorite. So um, oh, what's another one? A Star is Born. Oh, that God. Well, that's Struddy's favorite. Right? Like, like, yeah. he's still, hey, trust me. They're still going to get together. Just ask him, right? Um, I don't know. A lot of people love Notting Hill, Notting Hill but I don't know. Never. Uh, like the, uh, the roommate of... Uh, a few was funny, but yeah, that was another one that kind of annoyed me. So I don't know. That's it's a tough genre to 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 really like. But I'll say that the notebook was good, I'm not gonna lie. It was uh I watched that, I was like, okay, I could see like that one. That one hits you in the feels for sure. But love actually is like the perfect one. It's Christmas and you know, and not everything works out because that's how love is. Not all love stories end the way you would like Connor Halley. That's true. That is really true. Um, maybe he's not that into you or just not that into you. Uh, we're getting a lot about Sleepless in Seattle. Um, P.S. I love you from uh, Rick. I love you too, Rick. Um, <laughs> crazy Stupid Love. Oh, that's a good one, actually, BB. Okay, I can take that one. Hey, guys, what about Jerry Maguire from Joe? <laughs> that was on a couple weeks Show ago, actually. Show me the money! Good uh, movie. Yeah. Um, you had me at hello. Oh, is that what he said, right? That's what she says. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that, but it, <laughs> it, was, it was you had me at hello. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod Tidwell, too. What a stud at receiver for the cards. Oh, God. Hey, guys, what about Shrek from Jurassic Bark? Ooh, you know what? It's kind of based around a love story. I can get, uh, yeah, I can get behind that one. Why not? So. Nail says Wayne's World. Who's the love interest in that? Oh, um, oh 
God, I, I haven't seen that movie in so long, but I know exactly. Tia Carrere? Yes. Cassandra, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Another good movie. Schwing! That's <laughs> basically what you remember from that. How can you not? Grey Poupon? Yeah. A lot. You know what? Gents, many of you are very in touch with your romantic uh, side today, which is great. Uh, lots. Dave and Peter and Mike and, and uh, Sal, as well as uh, Doug, all texting in serendipity. So there you go. I don't think I've seen Sarah. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Cons, this might be your, your movie now as a, as a first-year married man to watch a little romantic comedy tonight. Great cast in Serendipity. John Cusack, okay. Kate Beckinsale, Jeremy Piven, mm-hmm. Eugene Levy, Bridget Monaghan. Kate Moynihan. Beckinsale's in it? Oof, well, that's yeah. a reason to watch it right there. Are you kidding me? Whew. I'm, I'm going to read I'm gonna read the, uh, the star cons. On a magical night when they're in their 20s, Jonathan meets Sarah. He finds it love at first sight, but Sarah believes in destiny. After 10 years... With 3,000 miles between them, the two must decide if fate wants them to be together together again. When love feels the magic, it is called destiny. When destiny has a sense of humor, it's serendipity. Wow. Oh, it's a tingly feeling. It's like first kiss feeling right there, Cons. Couldn't, you, know, you know, that nervousness, that excitement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Couldn't, like, love at first sight be destiny? What does uh, Sarah need from do you believe Jonathan? In, do you believe in love at first sight? No, no, no. I don't think so. You've never had. Oh wait, uh, yes, with my wife Ashley. Love at first sight. Don't lie. You don't have to lie. Hey, no, you don't I, have to lie. I don't because I. Don't. That's hard. No, I, I get it. Some people like you. Do you, you? can be like a trap. No, I've, I don't think I've ever experienced like love at first sight. I've experienced like oh my goodness, like. That's like Strutty sure, and uh, Sidney Crawford or Cindy Crawford. No, that's a moment that like one he person he had dreams up. <laughs> yeah, that's not love. He thought right? he had it, and it, yeah. it wasn't, you know? So, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a good point. But, yeah, I, I don't know. If, like, yeah, I can't. 
I, I'm probably too guarded to ever have been have been someone who's like the first time I saw someone, I was like, oh, I'm in love with them. Like, I can't. That didn't feel that way. But you know what? Some people probably have. And it would probably be a very, you know, like love can be a good feeling. It can be scary. It can be nervous. It can be exciting all wrapped in one, frustrating. So I don't know. I wonder if there's anybody out there who's uh, who's had true love at first sight. Like the first time you saw them, you're like, oh, my God, I love them. Anyone? I'm just curious. And did they feel the same way? Ooh, well, that's true. But you know what? Does that matter? Well, for a healthy relationship. Well, you know well, what? No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, hey, they, it they could be love be... at first sight that doesn't work out. Connor. Yeah. Not all love works out. And for some people, it might be. And then the other, the other half of the relationship, it might take a little time, a little wooing. Hey, guys, about time. It will tear the tears out of you. <laughs> Husband of the OT MILF. Oh, my goodness. It will tear the tears out of you about time. I have to say I haven't heard it. Hey, guys, another good one's the holiday carnivore. Yeah, you know, I, I saw the preview of it. never watched it, but there you go. All right. Hey, guys, what about Rudy? His love for the University of Notre Dame football program was undeniable and forever. From YYC Ryan. Uh, hey, you know what? There is some, I, I will say this, and I know this is true because many of the gentlemen listening right now will attest to this. I know guys who have cried more over sports than they have over relationships, for sure. It's not, it, and honestly, I'm not, that's like, lock, I text it, and I know that for a fact. You have guys who have cried more over sports than they had over a relationship in their time. Your Friday co-host. Oh, God. Cost him a relationship crying from sports. <laughs> he told us that story, so I'm not that's breaking true. anything. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true, old Wanye. <laughs> Girl broke up with him because he cried <laughs> over sports. <laughs> what a heartless wench. That's all I'll say about her. <laughs> God, guy pours out his heart for you, showing you what he's caring about, what he's passionate about. You break up with him? Come on. It's brutal. It's like not showing up at the train station, man. It's a real big matzo ball left out there. Uh, let's get to uh, Sports 1440 uh, update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 